This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Yes, we are back. We are back, people. The NFL is back. Yes, we made it. Tomorrow, Texans, Chiefs, Chiefs, Texans, Mahomes, Watson. We get to see Clyde Edwards-Elair, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, J.J. Watt. Here we go. Actual NFL football. And we made it, man. I, I just I cannot say that enough. We freaking made it. Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. And welcome back, NFL. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm the host of this here thing that we do, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. If this is your first time on the station, on the channel, make sure you subscribe, hit that thumbs up button, engage with the good people in the comments. And if you want more access to me, you know where you find me, patreon.com forward slash all gas, baby, gas me up. We're getting you ready for rookie drafts. I'm having you prepared for college football. We're talking parlays, money line games. Let's, let's get this moolah together. But man, football is back. Football is back. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about my top 12 rookies for the 2020 season. Training camp is over. We got all that bullshit out of the way. We've got real actionable information. I know there are a lot of depth charts out there saying J.D. McKissick is the RB1 for the Washington football team. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. I don't believe it. You shouldn't believe it. I'm going to make sure that you don't make the mistake and draft J.D. McKissick before Antonio Gibson. None of you guys would do that because you've been following along and you got the information. I got you covered, baby. But yeah, top 12 rookies and stuff has changed quite a bit. You know, I I did my top rookies uh, before the draft, after the draft, but we've got information from training camp, injuries, trades, cuts, additions. So it's time to dive back into what those players look like, where I have them ranked for this season. And mind you, this is for this season, not dynasty, not keeper leagues, but what rookies can we rely on for our fantasy teams in the year 2020. You know I'm going to give you that heat. You know I'm going to give you that gas. But damn it, you know we got to hear a word from my man Gus Johnson. Drop the intro. You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Hurt my 
All right, let's get into it. No playing around. Coming in at number 12, Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, all throughout training camp, we were hearing great things about Brandon Ayuk picking up the offense, working with the as the wide receiver one for that team. Debo Samuel was out with a foot injury, giving way for Ayuk, the young player, to step up and really kind of of, of of show what he can do and assert himself on that offense. And by all accounts, all beat reporters out of San Francisco, everything that we heard and saw, Ayuk was seizing that opportunity. Then he goes out there and strains his hamstring. A strain is a small tear, so essentially tore his hamstring to a to a lesser degree than a complete tear. And he's missed like the last two and a half, three weeks. They're saying hopefully he can be back by week two. The the opportunity was going to be there for Ayuk this season. Outside of George Kittle, who is truly the team's number one wide receiver, even though he plays tight end, it was really up for grabs. Debo came on strong last year, and we assumed that he was going to be the primary weapon, the number one option. But you know, the 49ers traded up for Brandon Ayuk in the draft, and he performed well. He has the speed and the athleticism. He's got that yak ability, and that's what the 49ers do. They get the ball in their playmakers' hands, and then they make people miss in space. But I'm still sort of high on Ayuk, even though the first couple of weeks of the season we probably can't depend on him. You may want to wait, take a wait-and-see approach to make sure he doesn't re-aggravate that soft tissue injury. But if he can come back and get on the field, he's going to play, he's going to start, and he's going to be in an efficient offense in a division that's going to score points with the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Seattle Seahawks. So the the sky and the ceiling is definitely there for Ayuk. Floor a little bit lower, but the ceiling is there, and that is why he comes in as my number 12 ranked rookie for the 2020 season. Now, coming in at number 11, this is a complete about phase for me, but you have to have a very flexible, Bayesian approach to this thing, and you can't be prisoner of take locks. So when new information presents itself, you have to adjust. And at number 11, I have Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Listen, Ruggs was the first wide receiver taken in the 2020 NFL draft, and he is going to receive volume. You know, everything that we're hearing out of the camp in Las Vegas is Ruggs is going to start. He's going to operate as a primary option on the outside and in the slot. I know a lot of people are on the Brian Edwards train. So am I. I believe by 2021, he could be the team's wide receiver one. But right now, it by all indications, they are going to funnel the ball to Henry Ruggs. And with his home run ability, his ability to beat the defenses, threaten the safeties over the top, and, you know, for the most part, a lot of corners are going to have a tough time sticking with him. I believe his boom ability is just... I mean, he can explode in a week. I believe you're going to have some absolutely basement level floor games with Henry Ruggs. But when you're taking a wide receiver in your fantasy drafts as the fourth or maybe even fifth option, you're shooting for upside at that point in time. And Henry Ruggs is the epitome of upside. So coming in at my number 11th ranked player, 11th ranked rookie for this 2020 season, Las Vegas Raiders, Henry Ruggs. All right, at number 10, wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb. Yes, I know he's going to operate as the number three option in that passing attack behind Amari Cooper and behind Michael Gallup. However, if you think about Randall Cobb last year, eight over 800 yards receiving operating out of that slot role. You bring in Mike McCarthy, who is known and used to having multiple wide receivers thrive 
in his system. Amari Cooper is going to be the primary target, the primary option at that X wide receiver position. Michael Gallup, you know, one of the highest air yards wide receivers in the NFL last year, also led the league in drops. He's going to threaten the field, threaten defenses down the field. CeeDee Lamb in that third wide receiver, sort of the two, three wide receiver role, commanding those slot opportunities, maybe operating as a pseudo tight end. I know the Cowboys have Blake Jarwin, who I'm personally high on as a sleeper tight end prospect, sleeper tight end pick. But CeeDee Lamb is going to see opportunities. He was a first round pick. To me, he was the most talented, or him and Rager, two of the most talented wide receivers in the 2020 NFL Draft. CeeDee Lamb is going to have an opportunity to play in an efficient offense that still has Ezekiel Elliott, like we talked about Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin out of the tight end position. There are going to be chances and opportunities for CeeDee Lamb to produce in fantasy leagues this season as a rookie. Now, we're not going to see him excel to, you know, top 12, top 10 wide receiver capabilities, which some of us have him ranked as a, a as a future dynasty asset. This season, I think you can expect wide receiver three, wide receiver four, flex-worthy numbers from C.D. Lamb. And if you happen to start him on that right game, there's no doubt in my mind he'll go out there and produce 100 yards, two touchdowns in a game. It's just not going to be consistent this year. C.D. Lamb comes in at number 10 as far as the rookies are concerned for the 2020 NFL season. Now, at number nine, I have Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from the Denver Broncos, News came out today that Von Miller is going to miss the 2020 season with an Achilles injury. Bradley Chubb is not all the way healthy. They lost Chris Harris over the offseason. So the Denver defense is sort of reeling right now in a division that boasts. We just talked about Henry Ruggs and the offensive additions that the Raiders added. We know what the Kansas City Chiefs can do, and we also know that the Los Angeles Chargers have a high-powered offense, although it's Tyrod Taylor running the show. You still have Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry, and Keenan Allen. So they're going to score points. And if people are scoring points on that Denver Broncos defense, they are going to have to air it out. While Cortland Sutton is going to operate as the primary target in that 1A role, the only person holding Jerry Judy back from being the second option is Noah Fant, and Noah Fant serves a role down the seams playing the tight end role, but Jerry Judy is an upgrade from Emmanuel Sanders. He's an upgrade from Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton, so when you're talking about a wide receiver that can go out there and produce wide receiver two, possibly wide receiver three, you know, wide receiver three, possibly wide receiver two numbers on a consistent basis, week in and week out. Jerry Judy is that, the the craze and the rave about how good of a technician, how good of a separator he was. You can't deny that. Now, there are some other rookies that I prefer to him, but coming in as a top 10 rookie asset for this 2020 season, not out of the question. We assume that Drew Locke is going to take a step forward. They did add another running back in Melvin Gordon to help take some of the load off of Philip Lindsay. And again, Cortland Sutton takes a step forward. Noah Fant takes a step forward. That does nothing but help Jerry Judy. So Jerry Judy comes in as my ninth ranked rookie for the 2020 season. Now at number eight, you know, listen, you can go back and listen to any of my podcasts that I did uh, throughout the pre-draft process, I have been on record saying that I believe that this player has more raw talent than any other wide receiver in the 2020 class. The issue with said player was his ability to stay on the field. That was it. That is it, his ability to stay on the field. When he's on the field, he's a human tank 
He is a monster. He is not the crispest and cleanest route runner, but it doesn't matter because when you get the ball in his hands, he is a yak, big play ability guy. And I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault, coming in as my eighth ranked rookie for the 2020 season. Listen, Jacksonville is a shit show. They are projected to finish worst in the NFL as far as wins. They're one of the, they have some of the best odds for the NFL team that's going to score the fewest amount of points in 2020. They're not going to be good. They just cut Leonard Fournette. Right, Paul Armstead, the backup is out because of COVID. They're going to roll James Robinson and Divina Zigbo and Chris Thompson out there running back. Wide receiver, you do have DJ Chark. Tight end, it's Tyler Eifert. And then. Didi Westbrook, Chris Conley, no, LaVisca Chenault. And not only is he going to catch the ball from Gardner Minshew, the Jaguars are going to be down a lot of points. No Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I believe they got rid of, uh, yeah, they traded Yannick Ndokwe. Did Miles Jack move? I'm trying to remember, did Miles Jack get traded? Anyway, that team is, it's tanking for Trevor. They're not going to be good. They're going to be behind quite a bit. When you think about the division with the Texans, with the Colts, and with the Tennessee Titans, they are going to have to run and pass the ball often. And LaVisca Chenault can do just that. He played this wide receiver running back hybrid role at the University of Colorado, and he played it well. Go back to a sophomore season, very, very productive, you know, just Injuries, that's the only thing with LaVisca Chenault. But when he's on the field, I think he's going to make his impact felt for Jacksonville and for fantasy purposes. Is he going to be somebody that we can consistently flex? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I think it's he's in a good spot to showcase what he can do as a compliment to DJ Chark. LaVisca Chenault is going to put up points, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them get around the goal line and run that wildcat-type package with him at quarterback, what he did at the University of Colorado, and let him make the decision to run the ball and bang it in there. Six foot one, six two, two hundred and twenty something pounds. He is a tank with the ball in his hands, and they're going to have opportunities to throw, opportunities to get LaVisca involved. Listen, I, I, you know, I wasn't as high on him because of the injury concern, but when we're talking about this season, this season right here, right here, LaVisca is going to be a baller. He is going to put up some points and help us win some fantasy matchups. So LaVisca Chenault, number eight in my 2020 rookie ranks. At number seven, just dropped the video about this guy, the video before this one, J.K. Dobbins running back the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, I know they came out with the depth chart and he's listed as the number four running back. I don't care. Week one, he's going to have six carries and he's going to show Jim Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens what he can do. And by the middle of the season, he will be commanding probably a nice split with Mark Ingram. Gus Edwards is not going to go away. He's better than Justice Hill. Let's just stop it. They spent a second round pick on J.K. Dobbins. And again, I do not believe that his full ascension to stardom is going to actually take place until the 2021 season. But when we're talking about 2020, if you draft appropriately and you're not an idiot and take J.K. Dobbins in the third or fourth round of redraft leagues, you are going to be pretty well set at your running back position, you know, RB1, RB2, possibly RB3. So when you're talking about maybe getting a J.K. Dobbins as your fourth running back in redraft leagues, that's perfect. You've got enough to weather the storm over the first couple of weeks. You're not worried about inserting him in to your starting lineup. But by mid to the end of the season, 
J.K. Dobbins can literally be a league winner for you. I'm not going to go into the details why. Check out the video that I just dropped, the best new dynamic duo in the NFL, Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins, to hear a little bit more why. But the situation is there. The offense is there, and the skill and the talent of J.K. Dobbins, I mean, Dude could really literally win you something towards the end of the season if you can withhold and withstand the first couple of weeks of maybe some limited opportunities for Dobbins. He can catch the ball. He can run between the tackles. He's got the juice, home run ability. J.K. Dobbins, rookie number seven in the 2020 season. Now, coming in at number six, one of the guys that I was extremely high on coming into the NFL draft. And he was crushing it. All accounts where he was as advertised and more, but he too suffered an injury. And I'm talking about Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager injured his shoulder. He's tweeting stuff out possibly soon. I saw a report that he could be ready by week two of this season, which is why I, ha- I don't have him as low as a Brandon Ayuk. You know, it's not his legs. It's I don't believe it's a soft tissue type injury. When you look at that Philadelphia Eagles passing attack, you've got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, you have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, you have Deshaun Jackson and Greg Ward. When Rager comes back, whether that's week two or week three, he's starting. And he's starting. He's a starting wide receiver on a good offense with a very good quarterback and a very good running back behind. It's not the best offensive line. It's not the best line that the Eagles could roll out there. They lost a couple of key cogs up front. But they play in a division that those teams are going to score some points. So Jalen Rager is going to have an opportunity to operate at worst in the wide receiver two chair with a, you know, upper echelon quarterback in Carson Wentz. By all accounts from all beat reporters who were at training camp, he and Carson had developed a rapport. He was doing balling out there for Philadelphia. So again, if you can withstand the first couple of weeks of of him potentially not playing, you could have, and let me say this, he is not going to produce like Odell Beckham Jr. did in his rookie season. But if you go back, Odell missed the first four weeks of the season with a hamstring injury to come back to absolutely crush it like we've never seen before. That was, I don't want to call it an outlier season, but I'm not saying that Rager is going to be able to replicate or duplicate what OBJ did, but he could have that type of impact for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he is going to be somebody that you probably can start towards the middle and back half of the season at the wide receiver position. So Jalen Rager comes in at number six for me as far as rookies in this 2020 season. Now, top five, top five, top five, and at five, running back DeAndre Swift, Detroit Lions. I know, it's kind of a Matt Patricia show. They bring in Adrian Peterson. I have no clue why. AP probably doesn't stay the whole season. Remember the Saints had AP in there and then dumped him after a couple of weeks. It's another year. He was cut by the Washington football team. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about on Johnson. DeAndre Swift is going to have his time. He's going to make plays and show that coaching staff exactly why he deserves to receive the bulk of the work out of the backfield. Now, he too, like everybody else in the NFL, is dealing with some lower body injury, may not be 100%. That's okay. We got got 16 games, 17-game NFL season, 16-game fantasy season. We've got time. 
You don't want to miss out on DeAndre Swift because he's not going to play for you in week one or he's not going to receive the bulk of the carries in week one or week two. You get DeAndre Swift because you know that the talent is there and you know when he gets the ball, he is going to show why he command should command more of an opportunity share in that backfield. You're talking about a running back who's a TDT, a three-down threat, can catch the ball in the backfield, bang between the tackles, has the juice to hit the home run abilities. He's a great running back. He's a great, talented, young running back. And for redraft purposes and seasonal leagues, I definitely think he's a top five option as far as all rookies, regardless of AP, not worried about on Johnson. Don't make the mistake and pass on DeAndre Swift because you're worried about Adrian Peterson. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Old ass running back, no doubt. Get DeAndre Swift number five as far as these rookies are concerned now at number four man has this player just just skyrocket man and i'm talking about antonio gibson starting running back well actually jd mckissick is the starting running back for the washington football team but you ain't dumb you know you want Antonio Gibson. That's the player that you want out of that backfield. Yes, I know the offensive line is devoid of Trent Williams. It's not a very good offense, but volume and opportunity is king, and he is going to get volume and opportunity. You're talking about a running back, six foot, 228 pounds, that has that explosiveness and has a pass catching acumen to his game. Washington's going to be down quite a bit. And if they've got Terry McLaurin locked up or on the outside, which nobody's going to lock up Terry McLaurin, but you get what I'm saying. If he's going to command a lot of attention on the outside, I really do like Steven Sims. The tight end is Sprinkle, Jeremy Sprinkle is the tight end. Tonyo Gibson's going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball in space. He's going to get the ball in between the tackles. And Ron Rivera knows how to use the running back of his skill set. Listen, I mean, you know, two months ago, Gibson wouldn't have made this top 12 list. But where we are today, they released Adrian Peterson. So that shows they want to see what they have in these young backs. Now, do I believe that Peyton Barber is going to be a bit of a thorn in our signs at least early? Probably. Peyton Barber is going to hammer it up the middle and get two yards of carry and three yards of carry. And then they're going to put Antonio Gibson in and he's going to rip off a 60-yard touchdown run, catch a screenplay, and take it to the house 73. Get Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson is going to see volume, opportunity in both the rushing game and the receiving game. It's there for him. Outside of Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims, he's got a chance to maybe be the fourth leading target getter on that team this season. Antonio Gibson, very high on him. You're seeing him go fifth round, sixth round in, in, in redraft leagues. Gibson's going to be that dude, man. Antonio Gibson, my number four ranked player as far as rookies are concerned for this season. Now, top three, top three. And listen, I ain't going to spend all day talking about the top two guys. Number three was a little tricky for me. I went back and forth. Uh, with Cam Akers. I've got Cam Akers, the running back for the Los Angeles Rams, st- slotted as my number three ranked rookie. Listen, uh, you know, Sean McVay still talking about Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown as listed starter. Cam Akers may not be able to handle everything. That's okay. It's okay. The Rams are still a very good offense with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Jared Goff, Tyler Higbee, Gerald Everett. They're, they're going to move the ball. They're playing in a division that they're going to score points. And Cam Akers is a talented running back. Is he a finished product? Absolutely not. 
but volume and opportunity are king. And with Henderson nursing a soft tissue injury, with Malcolm Brown being just a guy, Cam Akers is going to get the ball. I don't give a shit what Sean McVay is saying. He's not going to have an, a, a choice but to get Cam Akers involved. Cam Akers involved in the offense, and with that involvement on that offense, combined with his talent, his ability to play all three downs, his ability to do damage from any level on the field, that makes Cam Akers a very intriguing prospect. Now, if you were to move Swift ahead of Akers or Gibson ahead of Akers, I wouldn't trip one bit. You know what I mean? Like, it, this was a tough one, putting Cam Akers at three. The more I think about it, I think Gibson's role may be a little safer, but the situation is definitely better in Los Angeles than it is in, in, in Washington. And, you know, again, you could kind of flip-flop those guys any way you want, but Cam Akers, for me, comes in as my rookie number three for the 2020 season. Now, the top two guys, Jonathan Taylor is number two. And we'll just talk about JT here for a minute. Jonathan Taylor comes in at number two. Colts offensive line. Colts offensive line. One of the greatest college running backs of all time. 4-3 speed. Colts offensive line. One of the greatest running backs of all time in college. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. RB2, uh, he's going to he's going to smash. Uh, I put a prop bet in that he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. I know that's a long shot, but I truly believe he eclipses 1,000 yards this season, not even being the primary ball carry. You know, Marlon Mack is going to get work. It's only going to take one. It's going to take one carry for them to see, oh, shit, we got to get this feed on the ball more and more and more. And he can catch the ball in the backfield. I'm not concerned about the fumbles and he's playing behind one of the best offensive lines in football. JT, if you flip-flopped Clyde and JT, not going to argue it one bit. But for me, JT comes in as RB as rookie two just because rookie number one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the situation is just beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a perfect skill set match. It's a perfect scheme fit. What do you do? Like, let's talk about this for a minute. Like, what do you do? You load the box to stop Cloud Edwards Elaire. Then you let Mahomes just drop bombs over you to McCole Hardman and Sammy Watkins and oh yeah, the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that guy. Okay. You allocate a safety to Cloud Edwards Elaire. What do you do with Kelsey? You're gonna put a corner on Kelsey? You're gonna put a linebacker on Kel what do you do? I mean, really, like, I, I, I cannot wait to see the Chiefs' offense because I want to know when they go three wide, when they go three wide with Hill, Hardman, Kelsey split out, you got Clyde Edwards Elair offset from Patrick Mahomes, an outside linebacker is going to get killed. So you're going to put a, a, another corner or safety in the box, pull off a big body defender, put a corner or safety in the box to spy Edwards Elair. What do you do with Kelsey? What do you do with Hardman? One-on-one? Tyree? How do you stop it, man? And the crazy thing is I saw a mock draft, Matt Miller. They got the Chiefs selecting Tutu Atwell in the second round next year. For those of you who don't know, Tutu Atwell is a speed demon from Louisville. Reportedly runs a 4.27 40-yard dash. It's just unfair, right? You replace Sammy Watkins with Tutu Atwell, Tyreek Hill, Edward Lair, Hardman. It's just the track meet. Four by one team. It's going to be really, I, I cannot wait to see Edwards Elair on this Chiefs offense because, I mean, 
it, it's sort of what happened at LSU. He was unstoppable. You couldn't you couldn't cover all of those guys. And you've got a former NFL MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, a Super Bowl champion, and the newest, you know, one of the newest highly paid players in the NFL, NFL history. Good luck, man. Good. I, I truly feel for defensive coordinators because defending that offense has got to be your absolute worst nightmare. And Clyde Edwards Elaire is going to make fantasy owners very, very happy for a very, very long time so quick recap my top 12 rookies for the 2020 season at one it's Clyde Edwards Elaire two Jonathan Taylor three Cam Akers four Antonio Gibson five DeAndre Swift six Jalen Rager seven J.K. Dobbins eight LaVisca Chenault nine Jerry Judy ten CeeDee Lamb eleven Henry Ruggs and twelve Brandon Ayuk some notable players that did not make the cut Justin Jefferson I think he's a good long-term play I'm just not as interested this season. Haven't heard a ton of buzz about Jefferson uh, out of Minnesota Vikings camp, but, you know, that's sort of where we're at. So no Justin Jefferson, no Keyshawn Vaughn. We all know what's going on in Tampa Bay. So no Keyshawn Vaughn. Brian Edwards, we talked about him. Very high on him for Dynasty. Very high on him for Seasonal Leagues in 2021. But for this season, mm, remains to be seen. You still have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and we talked about Henry Ruggs, another player that we really didn't talk about quite a bit, and he had gotten some buzz early because of a camp pitcher, A.J. Dillon, running back for the Green Bay Packers. You're you're looking at just a touchdown type guy, and I don't want to bank on those players, as well as the Zach Moss from the Buffalo Bills. Did not make the cut, neither did T. Higgins, and I left Joe Burrow off because we're just assuming this is not super flex. Definitely Joe Burrow would, would be in here if it was a super flex league. I think he's got top 12 potential this year at the quarterback position. But there we go. It's been a fun ride. Um, um, I appreciate those of you guys who rocked with me throughout rookie season. We kind of made this happen together. Can't thank you all enough. It was a fun ride, but let's see. Let's see how accurate us analysts are. Let's see how this plays out. This 2020 season, you know I ain't going nowhere, man. I ain't going nowhere. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. And subscribe to the All Gas Army. Patreon.com forward slash All Gas. Holla at your boy GQ. I'm over there all the time. Love this stuff, man. Here to help you Devi and Dynasty better. Good luck to your fantasy teams this season. See y'all here in a couple of days. Hustle, motivate, be safe, be great. We out of this thing. Peace. The NFL is back Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are back in the NFL. And with NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite team and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE.